As we read, we remember this is God's word. Now when they drew near Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, what are you doing loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded. So they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes on it. And he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and looked into the temple. So when he had looked around at all the things, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Well, amen, we'll end our reading there. And we thank God that he blesses us when we read his truth. Um, it probably seems like a, a strange uh, passage for us uh, to be reading today. It's, it's more familiar to us at, at Easter time, the the Palm Sunday, perhaps, we think of the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem. Uh, but we're studying through Mark's Gospel sequentially, chapter by chapter. And, and something that's in- interesting for us when we think about Mark's Gospel is that we've, we've spent 10 chapters getting to this point. But we're actually still only two-thirds of the way through the book. And so the whole last section, which we're beginning today from chapter 11 through to chapter 16, is focused on one week, the the week before the death of Jesus. Most of the action takes place then between the village of Bethany and the city of Jerusalem itself. I want to try and help us understand what's going on in our passage today from verses 1 to 11 of chapter 11. And to try and help us understand what's going on, I want you to see the start and the end of our passage, how it begins and how it ends. So you can look in verse 1 to see how it starts. Jesus and his disciples are going through Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives. Now, the Mount of Olives is a mountain on the east of Jerusalem. That's where they start. And then at the end of the passage, before returning to Bethany, Jesus has crossed down from the Mount of Olives. He's crossed what is called the Kidron Valley and entered into Jerusalem and right into the heart of Jerusalem, into the very center of Jerusalem in the temple. So keep that in mind. He's he's come down the mountain and into the temple. The Son of God coming from the east, going across the valley into the temple in Jerusalem. I want to read a verse for you from the prophet Ezekiel 
in the Old Testament. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 23 says this. Listen carefully. The glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city, that's Jerusalem, and stood on the mountain, which is on the east side of the city. And so the vision of Ezekiel is that the glory of the Lord came out of Jerusalem and up to the mountain, to the Mount of Olives on the east side of the city. And so this vision of Ezekiel is reversed in our passage today. That's really important. Ezekiel saw the glory of God leave the temple, leave the holy city. But here with Jesus, we have the glory of God make the return journey and enter into the city of Jerusalem. And so our passage today is all about the entrance of the Lord of glory into his holy city, Jerusalem. What we are reading in Mark chapter 11 is the king making a return to the holy city. The way that Jesus makes his entrance tells us a lot about what kind of Messiah he is and what he has come to do. I want us to understand three things about the entrance of Jesus into the city of Jerusalem. First of all, it's a biblical entrance. Secondly, it's a bold entrance. And then finally, I want to ask, is it a blessed entrance? Is it a blessed entrance? We're going to begin with a biblical entrance. We've seen that this passage is, is filled with imagery from the Old Testament. We've, we've heard already about Ezekiel. The, the, the fact, though, that Jesus chooses to come into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, on a colt, is full of Old Testament imagery. There's a bit of divided opinion about what exactly is going on in verses 2 to 6 of our passage. You can picture the scene. Just, just imagine that you and I were to go into Newry this afternoon. And we unclip a, a bike from a lamppost. And if anybody asks what we're doing, we simply say, it's for the Lord. We're taking this bike for the Lord's work. And they say, ah, no problem, on you go. What's going on with this fool, this, this colt of a donkey? Is it because Jesus is God? He knows. He just knows there'll be a, a colt tied there. Or and I think this is probably more likely, is it that Jesus has previously arranged it? They've been in Bethany before. Is it that he has arranged it with the owner of this donkey? And so that's why people let him go. Either way, Jesus ends up on the donkey. So what's important for us is not exactly how Jesus knew about the donkey, but the fact that he ends up on top of the donkey. This is the precise entrance that God's chosen Messiah prophesied throughout the Jewish scriptures of the Old Testament is going to make into Jerusalem. There's a couple of passages that spring to mind immediately. We've already read the words of Zechariah as our call to worship. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly 
and riding on a donkey. A colt, the foal of a donkey. That's the entrance that a Messiah would make. Solomon, Solomon rode a, a donkey or a mule as he went to be anointed as king by Zadok the priest. So that's the kind of kingly entrance that we would expect. More than that, if we go way, way back to Genesis, just as Jacob is pronouncing blessings to his sons after the the whole clan of Israel have come to Egypt, God's word says that God's ruler, his king or his Messiah, is going to come from the tribe of Judah. And we read these words promised, that he will bind his donkey to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes on the blood of grapes. And so what we see here with Jesus entering Jerusalem on the back of a donkey is that he is saying, I'm the biblical king that you've been waiting for. I am the king of God's people. All of these promises in the Old Testament are speaking about Jesus. He deliberately came in on a donkey just as Solomon did. Just as was prophesied in Genesis and Zechariah, he comes to Jerusalem as the king. He says he is the anointed one of God, the chosen Messiah, come to save his people. I have to say this is a key point of application for us. Because it can be tempting at times to discard much of the Old Testament in our thinking. We might believe that Jesus, well, he doesn't show up until the second part of the Bible. But that's like watching a movie from the middle and expecting to understand what's going on. I I don't know if any of you ever do that. It's frustrating, isn't it? Whenever you're watching a film and somebody comes in halfway through and they start asking, who's he? Why is he doing that? Where are they now? And you have to pause the film and explain the whole backstory to what's going on. Boys and girls, it, it's like I was telling you earlier, it's, it's important, you see, that we learn to read the, all of the stories in the Bible. We have to, have to read them not just because they're cool, not because they're amazing stories filled with great battles and awesome warriors, they are, but all of the stories in our Bibles teach us about God. They teach us about who he is and what he is like. And that means that when Jesus shows up, we recognize this is God. We know what to expect. And so the whole Bible from start to finish is about Jesus. This entrance into the city of Jerusalem that we read about in Mark chapter 11 is just the entrance that we would expect from the Messiah spoken of in the Old Testament. And so that means that Jesus is the Messiah promised in the Old Testament. He has come. The Messiah is here. The Bible is fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Born of the tribe of Judah in the line of David, he is humble, riding on a donkey. And as we heard from Genesis, he's soon going to tie up his donkey. He's going to head into the city and he's going to wash his clothes in blood. What does that mean? Well, it means he's going to die. 
It means he's going to die for the sins of his people. And so the Bible is not some book of fairy stories. It's not some book of disconnected tales that we tell to our children to get them to go to sleep at night. The Bible is a fantastic story. And the whole thing is fulfilled in the person of Jesus. This biblical entrance into Jerusalem is proof that the Bible is true. It's not just a story. It is a story, but it's not just a story. It is true history. This is what one commentator writes about this passage. He says, the foundation of the Christian faith is not that Christianity is the best religion or that Christianity gives us inner peace or even that it meets our personal needs and changes our lives, although Jesus will certainly change our lives once we trust in him. The most important reason why we are Christians is because Christianity is true. Jesus really did enter Jerusalem and fulfill all these prophecies. Jesus is the Messiah of the Bible, promised to the patriarchs, foreshadowed in the sacrificial system, spoken about by the prophets, sung about in the Psalms, and here he comes entering Jerusalem humble and riding on a donkey. It's a biblical entrance. This is the entrance the Messiah makes. But it's not only a biblical entrance, it's also a bold entrance. That's our second point. This is a bold entrance. There is now no mistaking that Jesus is proclaiming to be the king of Jerusalem in the line of David. And here he comes, riding into Jerusalem, proclaiming to be its king, seated on a donkey. Put yourself in the shoes of the disciples for a moment. Jerusalem is where all of the opposition to Jesus has come from so far. The religious leaders who are set on destroying Jesus, well, they're based in Jerusalem. And the reason they want to kill him is because Jesus claims to have this authority from God that they just don't have. So how bold is it? For Jesus to make the statement of entering into the home of his enemies, riding a donkey, proclaiming to be their king. It's bold. It's brave. And the crowds gather to him. And they're crying out, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David. That comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. A bold and brave move. And the disciples, well, they maybe got caught up in the moment of Hosanna, but it doesn't take a genius to realise what's going to happen next. The opposition to Jesus is going to ramp up. His enemies are here in Jerusalem and they're going to be rubbing their hands because Jesus didn't sneak into enemy territory. He hasn't crept behind the lines. He has marched in boldly with a procession. And he's basically saying to the religious leaders, here I am, come and get me. 
I think all of us have been struck in the last week of the braveness of those leaders in Ukraine who have stayed where they are, who have not fled their country, but have stayed with their people, saying, here I am, come and get me. Friends, Jesus is bold and he is brave. He is not afraid. He knows what's going to happen. He knows where this is headed. In the same way that he knew the colt would be tied up, he knows that his entrance will lead to his death. And yet he rides on. As the old hymn says, ride on, ride on in majesty, in lowly pomp, ride on to die. Jesus is boldly entering Jerusalem not just to face the enemies of the religious establishment, but to face that great enemy of death head on. And here's the encouragement for us today. Jesus is not afraid of death. And if he is your king, then you don't need to be afraid of death either. You don't need to be afraid. Isn't that good news? We have a king who is bold and who is brave and who is strong enough to meet death head on. And more than just being brave enough to enter Jerusalem in this way, we know how the story ends. Jesus did die, as he said he would, but he could not be defeated by death. He rose again on the third day and has conquered death. For all who trust in him. I heard it pictured this week in this way. It's like Jesus is a needle and we are the thread. If we are connected with Christ, as he pierces through death, then we pierce through it with him. We follow him through death. Jesus rose on the third day. He conquered death. And one day he will return. And this is what the scriptures teach. That when he returns it will not be in humility riding on a donkey. It will be in judgment. Listen to what Revelation chapter 19 says. Now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Friends, Jesus fulfilled the scriptures by entering Jerusalem on a donkey, headed boldly and bravely to his death. 
but he will also fulfill scripture by returning in victory and in judgment riding on a white horse. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And when we are part of his kingdom through faith, then there's nothing, not one thing that we should fear, not even death. The last couple of years with COVID have shown us how afraid we all are. The news of the last week doesn't fill us with confidence that life in Europe is going to get better anytime soon. But even with plagues and wars and rumours of wars all around us, we have a king who is bold and brave and victorious over death. Don't be afraid today. Have confidence in Christ. That no matter what this world can throw at you, even death, It's not the end for the Christian. It's not the end because Jesus has boldly entered Jerusalem as the king of God's glory. Now, as always with the book of Mark, we need to have our final point. There's a challenge for us. Jesus is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. His entrance is both biblical and bold. But is it a blessed entrance? Is it a blessed entrance for you today? That's our final point. You see, we can read in this passage how the crowd react to Jesus. And so far as we work through Mark's gospel, the crowd, well, that's a pretty good gauge for us as to how we should react to Jesus. They've shown faith and trust in Christ whenever the Pharisees have been challenging Jesus and the disciples have been trusting themselves. So what do the crowd do here in Mark? In what way is our behaviour being challenged? Well, we can read what the crowd do, verses 8 to 10. Many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, in the highest. For them, it is a blessed entrance. They realise who Jesus is. They cast their clothes on the ground. They throw down palm branches. They shout out, they proclaim that Jesus is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. They even cry, Hosanna. Hosanna is one of those churchy words that we've probably heard lots of times, but Maybe never understood what it means. Hosanna is a word of Hebrew origin. And it basically means save or save us. So the people are crying out to Jesus that he is the Messiah of God. And asking him to save them. It's a blessed entrance for them because they realise that Jesus is their saviour. He's the Lord of Lords and he is their saviour. And so the challenge comes to each one of us. Jesus is the King of Kings. Jesus is the Lord of Lords. And he will either be the King of your salvation or the King of your destruction. Have you come into his kingdom? Are you trusting Jesus as your King? You cannot make him King, he is the King. 
Friends, please don't be standing against him. Here the crowd were for him. His entrance was a blessing to them because they knew him as their saviour. They knew he was the one who had come to rescue them. What about you? Mark's gospel always challenges us. Do you wake each day and know that you are safe in the everlasting arms of the King of Kings? Or do you stand with the religious leaders of the day in opposition to him? Because the Pharisees don't win. The Pharisees don't win the war. On the day of his return, Jesus will crush all who stand against him. But everybody who trusts in him, all who know that Christ is their king, well, we will be safe. Safe from death. Safe from destruction. And even more than just being safe, we will know joy. We will celebrate the end of wars, the end of sin, the end of death. We will know the fullness of the peace of God, his shalom. In our own hearts and extending across this whole world. The entrance of Christ into Jerusalem truly is a blessed thing because he was headed for the cross. He was headed to make satisfaction for the sins of all his people so that we can sing hallelujah, hosanna, forever and ever. The same commentator I quoted earlier says this. He says, never forget to sing. That to sing blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord is to sing that Jesus alone was worthy to come into the city, to enter his temple and to receive the praise of God's people. Jesus is blessed because he was the Messiah and because he was fulfilling prophecy in the name of the Lord. Reject him if you will, but reject him to your own peril. Just know that Jesus did all of this to save us from our sins. And the reason we sing Hosanna is because he saves us. Will you join with the crowds today? Do you understand, do you believe that this entrance of Jesus is a biblical entrance, calling you to read the whole Bible to see that he's the promised Messiah? It's a bold entrance. Jesus is facing his enemies head on. He's taking on the religious establishment. He's taking on the great enemy of death so that we don't have to be afraid. We can have confidence in Christ. And is it a blessed entrance? Are you with the crowds? Or are you standing opposed to Christ? If you're not trusting in Jesus, then you might read this passage and and you might think, the death of Jesus is a great tragedy. How can it be called blessed? But if you're in his kingdom, you will know that this tragedy is a blessing. It's a blessing to have a king who comes to die in the place of his people and to save us so that we can sing Hosanna. Let me pray for us.